Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, My Church is Generous, presented by Pastor Alan Moss, on July 1st, 2018. Hey, doesn't Miss Brown do a good job? Let's give it up from where she at. Oh, Mrs. Brown, you're right. Mrs. Brown. That's cool. Oh, man. I tell you what, today, uh, you know, Floyd asked me to, he said, hey, Alan, I want you to do a sermon on our church is, is generous, you know, on generosity. And I'm, I was thinking, you know, I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's a hard, hard one to do because I feel like our church is very generous. I really do. You know, and I started thinking about what makes a church generous. And, you know, to, to be real honest with you, and maybe I'm just real simple-minded, but I kept thinking what makes a church generous is the people. You know, because a building can't give money or anything else, but it's the people. And if the people are generous and if they have generosity in their hearts, that makes a church generous. You know, so I thought about that and I said, wow, I, I can't really do a message on that, I don't think, because I really think as a church, we do a pretty good job. You know, and I should know because I work with the kids and any time we ever need anything, man, this church just steps up. And Jason could probably say the same thing about the youth. You know, we really do. We step up when there's a need in the community or anything else, you know, that's, that's something I'm very very honored to be a part of that this, this church really steps up. So what I did then is I said, okay, well, I'm going to go around. I'm going to ask some people about what they think is generous and generosity. You know, so I asked some guys, I said, hey, and some ladies, I said, do you think you're generous? You know, and some of the answers I got was really kind of astonishing. You know, I remember I asked this one lady, I said, do you think you're generous? And, and the response I got was, well, I think I have a generous spirit. It's just I don't have a lot of money to give, so I'm not as generous as I wish I was. I said, okay, okay. And then I remember I asked one guy, I said, do you think you're generous? You know, and he said, well, I can tell you this, I'm more generous than a lot of the other people in my little social group. I'm more generous than they are. You know, and I said, okay, that, that's good, that's good. You know, and, and I asked him, I said, what, do you, what makes you generous? He said, well, you know, actually it's because I have a whole lot more to give. You know, I make really good money and, and all, so I have a lot more to give, so that's why I'm more generous. I said, okay, okay, that, I guess that makes sense. But believe it or not, I asked like 10 people and all the answers I got were really kind of the same. You know, it all kind of came back to, to either how much I give or I give more than someone else or something like that. So I kind of started thinking, and I don't know about you guys, but I know that sometimes, you know, we, we like to judge ourselves good and bad. Instead of judging ourselves by what God says, you ever feel yourself judging yourself by someone else? You know, whether, whether it's good or bad, because I remember a time, long time ago, when I didn't have much money, still don't, 
Uh, we barely had two nickels to, to rub together. Now we're up to two dimes. But <laughs> that's true, isn't it? <laughs> but, but, you know, I used to judge myself that way too. And I really never realized it until I started asking this question. You know, and we kind of judge ourselves sometimes on somebody else. Good or bad, whether I'm really good because I do so much better than, than them and I give so much more than them, so I must be really good. Or I must, I must not be as good because I don't give as much as so-and-so. You know, we don't really kind of look at what God says. We judge ourselves on each other sometimes. You know, and I hate to tell you this, but that's a slippery, slippery peak right there because when we get in front of God and we are judged, he's not going to say, well, you know what? You're so much better than Mark. <laughs> I'm not Mark, but I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, so God's not going to say that. Nowhere in this Bible does it say you're going to be judged on what everybody else done that you knew. See, we're only judged on us, on what we do. And sometimes we think generosity, we're not as generous as maybe we, we really are. You know, I know a lot of people that think they're not very generous, but they're really the most generous people I know. But unfortunately, they're judging themselves on, on what the world thinks generosity is. And unfortunately, too many times it goes back to money, just like it did in Jesus' time. And believe it or not, generosity isn't always about the money. Yeah, it's great if you give and we want you to give money. But to be generous, that's not what God's talking about. You know, for example, let's open up our Bibles and go to Luke chapter 20. We're going to start in verse 45. And then we're going to read the first couple of verses in 21 as well. But if you turn, open up your Bibles and turn to, to Luke 20 chapter 45, and this is what it says. <coughs> Excuse me. It says, Then in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at the feasts, who devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. And in, verse tw in chapter 21, verse 1, it says, And he looked up and he saw the rich putting their gifts into a treasury. And he also saw a certain poor widow putting two mites. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she, out of her poverty, put in all the livelihood that she had. Now, if we really kind of stop and think, generosity is not about how much we give, is it, in God's eyes. It's about the sacrifice that we make. It's about why we're giving and what we're giving. Two mites. I have a feeling that's probably not very much, right? Maybe two nickels. Two pennies, who knows, but it's not very much. And can you imagine everybody else at that time looking at her and she puts in that little amount, what maybe some of the people were saying? Wow, she's not putting in very much. You know, geez, you know, she, she needs to put in more. 
Well, she didn't have more, obviously. You know, but Jesus kind of says in before, he says, beware of that. You know, don't judge her. She's putting in everything she has. Sometimes I think we fall into that trap. I think we, we count our generosity on the amount we give versus the sacrifice that we're making to give. And we look at people that way. We look at people and say, oh, you know, is that person given a whole lot because I know they have a whole lot? How do you know they have a whole lot? And then we judge people on, oh, well, they're not given very much. They must not be as holy as I am. What do you think this lady's relationship with God was? Do you think she had a strong relationship with God? you think she loved God with everything she had? You bet she did. Why? Because she was willing to sacrifice in order to give. And it wasn't much. See, God doesn't keep a scoreboard. He doesn't look down and he says, Oh, well, this church gives that much, and this church gives that much, and that person gives this much, and that person gives that much, so they must really love me more over here. You really think God does that? I think we fall into that trap sometime. I really do. I know I do. But I think we do. But I don't think that's the way God looks at it. Obviously, he's not looking at it this way. See, this is Jesus Christ saying, Surely she has put in out of her poverty all the livelihood she has. She put more in this basket than anyone else that came up and put in. And that's what he's saying. That's where we need to focus. See, to really be generous, it's not the amount. And it's not about the money. It's about so much more. See, we also need to think about, you know, well, if generosity isn't always about the money, then what's it about? If you go to Romans 12, verses 6 through 8, I'm going to have to speed. There we go. Well, I got there. Anybody beat me there? I got it marked, so I cheated. But if you go to Romans 12, 6 through 8, it says, Having then gifts different according to the grace that is given to us, let us, what? It says, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches, let him teach. He who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with, I can't say that word. He who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. See, we have so much more to give. Generosity isn't about sometimes giving money. Generosity is just showing up on a Sunday morning. That's true. You know why? Because I think you're giving up the most valuable thing we have today. Time. You're giving up yourself. See, back then, there wasn't as many jobs. You know, you couldn't just go down and get a job at Walmart or get a job at McDonald's or somewhere else. There wasn't jobs like there is today. So money was scarce. So when you gave money, it, it was a sacrifice. And it is a sacrifice today because that's sometimes the hardest thing we get to let go of. But I see so many people saying, hey, I give my money. I don't need to go to church. I give them online. I don't need to go every Sunday. I give my money. 
I need to go about once a month and that's about it. So are we being generous to God? See, the most important thing we have sometimes is our time. So if you think sometimes, oh, I'm not very generous, guess what? You come to church, you're generous because you're giving your time to God. And guess what else you're giving your time to? You might not think it, but you're giving time to everybody here. You really are. I like coming in Sundays and seeing Bob, seeing Ray, seeing Russ. Hear Jane and Andy holler at me. <laughs> I love seeing you guys. And if you weren't here and if you weren't generous with yourself, I wouldn't have that privilege. But we, beat, we just beat each other up. Oh, I'm not very generous because I don't give a lot of money. Man, you give your time. You give yourself. You give your gifts. You come up and play, you're giving your talents. You go home and you, you work in your small group and you have a small group and you give your heart to your small group and you talk and you witness to each other. That's generosity. And that's more precious than any check that can be written. Because that's when lives change. That's when your lives change. That's when somebody you witness to lives change. That's when God celebrates. He says, you've given me you. The most precious thing you have. Your time, your talent, you. You've given that to me. And you've given it to everybody else. See, that's sometimes when we struggle too, is who should we be generous to? Well, let's go to Luke. There is a story I like in Luke. And it's, it's verse 10, or chapter 10. And it's verses 37. We're going to start at 30 and go down to 37. It says, Then Jesus answered and said, and this is a parable by Jesus. And I love this parable. He says, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed on the other side also. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and he bandaged him, bandaged his wounds, and he poured oil on, on him and wine. And he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn, and he took care of him. And on the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii and gave it to the innkeeper and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. And then Jesus asked a really important question. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? Better question is, which one showed generosity? Obviously, it was the Samaritan who took the time out of his life, who saw a guy in need and said, I'm going to stop and I'm going to help this guy. Now, you know what's interesting? It doesn't say anywhere in here that whether the guy was rich or poor. This could have been the richest guy in town. 
Obviously, he had some money or thieves wouldn't have jumped him, right? You know, I mean, if he was broke, thieves probably would have just left him alone. But obviously, he had money because they, they jumped him and they took everything he had. He could have had, he could have still been the richest guy in town. But this guy didn't know that, nor did he care. He was showing generosity by stopping and saying, I'm going to spend my time on helping. I'm going to spend my money on helping. I'm going to save his life. Now, if he didn't have generosity in his heart, would he have stopped? I don't think so. Because I think we see what happened in the first two guys. And I really like that Jesus put a priest. Isn't that kind of stunning? It really is. You stop and think about it. And I'm going to tell you what, from from a pastor standpoint, that tells me I I best be on my best behavior. Because <laughs> Jesus obviously notices that. You know, but he did. He, it, it points out he's a priest. I think Jesus did that on purpose. I think Jesus was trying to point out that there's no difference. Generosity doesn't come with a title. It comes with the individual. It doesn't matter how, how much you know about the Bible or not know about the Bible. If you love God, you love God. You know, I was always told from a really wise country preacher back in Kentucky. I remember he took me aside one time. And uh, I have to tell you the whole story, I guess. But I remember he took me aside. And this was the first sermon, by the way, I'd ever preached. One Sunday, he asked me, Brother Varney, he said, Hey, what are you doing Tuesday night? I said, uh, Nothing. You know, I mean, how can you, you know, your pastor asks you what you're doing, you're kind of a little scared, and you're like, Oh, gosh, what do I say? <laughs> so I said, Nothing. He said, Well, hey, I need, I need you to do me a favor. He said, I, I, I got something I've got to do Tuesday, and I usually go with Brother Jim, and we go down to the, to the mission downtown, to the homeless men's mission. Would you go with him? You know, and I said, yeah, that, that's fine. You know, he said, okay, good. So, you know, he called, Jim called me, and we set up the time, and he picked me up from my house, you know, and uh, we, we left. And we get about a block away from the mission. You know, he says, oh, the mission's just right up there. And I said, okay. And he looks at me at a stoplight, and he says, oh, by the way, what are you talking about tonight? <laughs> true, true story. And I said, huh? <laughs> he said, what are you talking about tonight? I said, I ain't. He said, yeah, you are. I said, no, I ain't. <laughs> he said, well, you have to. Brother Barney said you were talking. I don't have anything ready. It's got to be you. I said, no, it ain't got to be me. <laughs> he said, really, you got to talk tonight. You know, so I kind of thought, okay, he's just, he's just, you know, he's, he's kidding me. You know, it's no big deal. We're going to go in there and he's going to tell me, oh, I'm just kidding. You know, and I said, whatever. You know, so we pull up and we go in, you know, and sure enough, I'm, I'm really at this point, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, it's a joke because he gets up, you know, in front of everybody. All these men, and uh, you know, I said, "Yeah, I'm fine." Well, you know what he does? He gets up and he says, "Hey guys, I want to introduce Alan Moss. He's going to speak to you tonight." <laughs> you know, and he goes and he sits down. You know, and I'm like, 
dude, I don't even know that much about the Bible. What are you doing to me? You know, so I didn't know what to do. So I just got up and I said, uh, hi. And I, I, I didn't know what else to do. And, you know, I just... Really, I went to probably what a verse, everybody's safety verse. I went to John 3.16. And, and that's what I talked about for about 10 minutes of the worst 10 minutes of my life. Uh, you know, and I, I was, oh, I was just devastated. I mean, you think I'm bad now? Oh, my gosh. Woo! I look like a grasshopper being run over by a lawnmower. Man, I was bad. It was bad. You know, uh, I mean, I did. I stuttered and I skipped and I couldn't remember stuff. And I, I felt bad. And, and uh, afterward, you know, a guy came up. And, and I don't know why, but he came up to me and he said, hey. He said, thanks for being here. I said, well, thank you. And he said, why are you here? You know, I mean, I was, I was floored, and I was like, I don't know. You know, I said, well, I, I just wanted to come and, and be here. And he said, no, really, why are you here? I said, well, I really don't know. You know, and, and the guy looked at me, and it's a homeless guy, and he looked at me, and he said, well, he said, when you figure it out, let me know, but I'm glad you're here. And he just walked away. You know, and for a long time, I struggled with why was I there? And I went back to Brother Varney, and I said, don't ever do that to me again. Uh, but he said, did you enjoy it? And I said, well, I, I, not really. And he said, well, get used to it. Uh, he said, because you know what? If, if you love God, you're going to have to witness to people. You know, so you need to be ready at just a second's notice. You know, and I said, well, I, I'll leave that to the preachers. He said, ah, no, 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 no. He said, let me tell you something right now, Alan. He said, the most holiest guy in the church is usually never behind the pulpit. I said, what? He said, trust me. The most holiest guy in the church is rarely behind the pulpit. You know, and that took me a long time to figure out what he was talking about. But as I got to know people, and I remembered people from our old church in Oklahoma... I realized that the most generous people in the church, the guys that were truly closer to God, were usually not the guys behind the pulpit. And I think that's what Jesus is saying here. He's saying it doesn't matter where you rank. It doesn't matter what your title is. You can be as close to God as you want to be. You don't have to be a pastor to be close to God. You don't have to be a rich person to be generous. You don't have to be a scholar to preach. You just have to love God. And I believe that. Uh, I really do. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, you look at this good Samaritan, and he's generous to somebody he doesn't even know. Why? Because he just has God in his heart. And that's really where generosity should start. It should come from the heart. See, generosity isn't something, a badge that we need to wear. It isn't a, a go around and bragging on, on what we've done or how much we've given or, or anything like that. Why? Because generosity should come from the heart. If you go to Luke chapter 19, 
verses 5 through 9, it says this. And this is, this is a story we did just in children's church. You know, and, and we, we kind of like this story back there because they like the song that goes to it. But everybody, do you remember who Zacchaeus was? The wee little man who climbed the tree, the, the bad guy. He was actually a bad guy. Nobody liked him. That's why he had to climb a tree to see Jesus come through town. And you remember what Jesus said? He stopped and he said, hey, dude, get out of that tree. I'm going to your house. You dinner better be ready. You know, pretty much it's what he said. Hey, I'm going to eat at your house today. What are you doing in that tree? You know, and everybody couldn't believe it. And they're going, what's he going to his house for? This guy's no good. You know, but Jesus went and he ate with him. And in verse 5 it said, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him and he said, Zacchaeus. He said, Make haste, man. Come down for today I'm going to meet at your house. I'm going to stay there. And we're going to talk and we're, going to, we're just going to socialize. We're going to have a good time. So he made haste and he came down and received him joyfully. But when everybody saw it, they all complained saying, he is gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Oh my gosh, what's Jesus doing? Doesn't he know that guy's a thief? He doesn't give nothing to... I give more than him and Jesus ain't coming to my house. That's what they were all complaining about. But it says, then Zacchaeus stood and he said to the Lord, he said, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. Now, if I've taken anything from anybody by false accusation, I'll restore fourfold. And he meant it. You know how I know he meant it? Because let's read verse 9. And it said, and Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Salvation has come to this house. Because he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Now, do you think Jesus did that because Zacchaeus gave everything back? No. Jesus said that because he saw Zacchaeus' heart change. And Zacchaeus became generous because of his heart. See, we don't give our time our money, our talents, to put it on a checklist and put it on a scoreboard. If we do, then we're doing it wrong. We should give it because it's out of our heart. Just like the widow. She gave two mites out of her heart. The Samaritan, he saved that guy out of his heart, his love for God. Zacchaeus's heart changed. And he wanted to do something good. That's all. That's all we should do. We shouldn't do good because we want to do good and say, oh, I want, to, I want the fanfare. I want to go make sure I tell everybody what I've done this week. We should do good because we love God. That's it. It's not about a score. It's not about how much we do good to get up. It's because our heart has changed. If you're here and you're thinking, I'm not very generous, I'm going to tell you right now, stop and look at your life. And I bet you you're more generous than you think. And then ask yourself, why am I generous? 
Just like that guy asked me, why am I there? I know the answer now. Because I love God. I couldn't have told him then. But I could now. So when you give, give out of your love for God. Nothing else. Don't worry about if you're going to get anything back. Don't worry about if anybody's even going to know about it. Is that what we're here for? So everybody knows what we give? No. Generosity comes from the heart. That's where it comes from. Nowhere else. Doesn't come from your pride. Doesn't come from your ego. It doesn't come from your desire to be popular. Your desire to be known. It comes from your heart. And that's how we have to be generous. With so much more. Lastly, why should we be generous? I'm going to go back to what I went to that night. John 3.16. Is there any other reason? See, God showed us how to be generous. He showed us that generosity takes sacrifice. Generosity comes out of love. How? He gave us His Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the first act of generosity. That's the way we should be. Because God showed us how to do it. He said, this is how you give. You give something hard. Because you love. Second reason why I think we really should be generous. It's kind of like when my dad used to get on to me. You know, my dad would get on to me and I'd say, why do I got to do that, dad? And he'd say, because I told you so. That was it. Because I told you so. Guess what? God tells us so. If you don't believe me, remember what Jesus said the greatest commandment was? To love God with everything you have and to love one another like yourself. You know what he's telling you right there? You better be generous to each other. Love each other. Give yourself of each other. Give your time. Give your talents. Give your gifts. We don't know. The person sitting beside you today could be going through something hard. Maybe they've got an illness that nobody knows about. Maybe they're struggling to keep their marriage together. I don't know. But shouldn't we be generous with each other in that aspect? Isn't this where we need to go to each other for strength, for love, for generosity? It starts with us. Like I said earlier, I think this church does a great job. But I think we could be better. I think we can always be better. But I think it starts with our heart. Willing to give. Willing to be generous with everything we have. Because that's more important. Some of you guys might be, you know, I might go through something which I have and I rely on people. I rely on your smile. 
I rely on your, your, your confidence in me, your courage, your strength to come in those doors every week, your smile, your personalities. You might be going through something that I need help with. Would it not be pretty selfish not to give it to me? Me too. I've gone through a lot in my life. I have lived several lives. It would be pretty, pretty selfish if somebody comes to me for help and I don't give it. My heart wouldn't be in the right place. And that's what we need to do. If you're here today, I'm serious, and you think, I don't know if I'm generous or not, I bet you are. And if you're thinking, I can't be, if you're, if you're like the one girl told me, I'd be more generous if I had more money. Man, don't think that way. You've got something that somebody needs. I promise you. Be generous with it. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe it's a talent. Maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's wisdom. Maybe it's just a, a shoulder to cry on. It can be as simple as helping a troubled child at youth camp. It can be as simple as helping somebody put a sprinkler system in. Or it can be hard. It can be a phone call in the middle of the night. Hey, my marriage is over. I don't know what to do. I need somebody to talk to. It could be hard. But whatever it is, let's be generous to each other. We're all here for the same reason. That's to love one another. Let's do it. And if you're here today and you're struggling with that, man, I tell you right, right now, you got everybody in here that'll struggle with you. I promise you. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads. With every eye closed and every head bowed, <clears throat> I just want to ask you, are you struggling? Are you beating yourself up thinking maybe you're not as good as you, you really are? Maybe you're thinking, I'm not generous because I don't give a lot, but yet you really do. Or maybe you're here and, and you're thinking, I want that change of heart. I want my heart to change. I want to be able to give out of love, and I don't know how to get there. I'll just ask you if when the, when the music starts and she plays just a little bit, you know, and I start praying, this is your time. This is your time to come. And if you want to come forward, somebody will meet you here. Just give it to God. Give it to Him. Maybe you are struggling in your life with something else. Or maybe you know somebody. If you want me to pray for them or if you want to pray for them, just raise your hand and I'll pray for you. This is your time. Thank you.
you're not alone. Generosity starts from the heart. We're on this trip together. And we all need each other. If you want to come after service, you come find me and Jason. Find anybody. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you so much for how generous you were. How you showed us that generosity isn't about how much. It's about what we give. It's about the sacrifice we make to give. That's about the reason why. It's just because we love you. We thank you so much for that. That you gave us your son to be brutally just beaten and nailed to that cross. That we can be here and we can love each other and we can love you and that we know we have eternity waiting for us. Father, I ask if there's anybody here today that is struggling with anything, even if it's they think they're not generous, I ask that you open their eyes and let them see how much they truly give. That they don't need to beat themselves up. The world does a good enough job of that as it is. And they just need to know that you love them and that this church loves them. And I thank you for that, Father. But I ask that you be with everybody here. Open their hearts. Let them know love. Let them give love. Let them receive love. And we thank you again. And we give it all to you in your blessed Son's name. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.